0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed. You are listening to Casey sports network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas city sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible.
1: What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome into another live edition of Outside the Trenches presented by our good friends at Five Farms Irish Cream Liquor. I don't have the bottle in front of me. It's in my fridge right now. I like to keep it cold. I like to put it in my coffee, my hot chocolate, stuff like that. But it gets tricky when you keep it cold because you're putting cold into a hot beverage. Uh, usually it it cools it down just right. Um, to get that, that little Goldilocks kind of uh, not too hot, not too cold, it's just right. But I'm joined here by Nick Lecky. Nick, how are you doing this week? How are you doing today? Uh, just give me give me a vibe check.
2: It's a great day. I reorganized the office. I um, you can't see it, uh, but I, I switched up the uh, the couch. So couch is over nice. there now. Couch is over there now, and then I cleared off this area. So yeah, and then I hung the flag properly. Yeah. uh the texas it's not the chilean flag if that's what you're thinking everybody it's the texas flag i'm from texas i'm not one of those guys it's where i'm from i was born and reared there i live in kansas city now kansas city's my home but i gotta shout out the home state
1: have to um you also have a really good Whataburger cup i don't know if you have it in front of you right now but i really enjoy that Waterburger uh, cup that you have it's
2: mia it's mia i yeah. um I might've had too much five farms one, one night and, um, misplaced it. And one mm-hmm. of my friends has it in its possession right now. So it's out there. just not with me.
1: At least, yeah. At least, at least, we know, it's still alive and well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's good. I, I do really like that cup, but, um, if you guys are new here, uh, make sure to like subscribe to the video, um obviously we've got a bunch of Chiefs content coming for you kind of play a big game this week I don't know if you guys have heard they play like a little bit of a big game this week against the Buffalo Bills Nick and I are here to talk a little bit about it and do our uh blind nills uh, for this show but uh Nick before we get started I kind of want to get your thoughts on, on the Chiefs game uh, last week Monday Night Football against the Raiders high rivalry game um especially to the roughing the passer call on Chris Jones um what a wild call right there is
2: and you can tell you can tell uh nfl corporate has put a major emphasis since the two of fiasco uh on on player player safety i mean i'm a referee I, i'm a back judge on, on a high school varsity crew here in kansas so i do friday nights and and our job is player safety and making sure no one breaks the rules and and i get the call uh who's ever call it because you you have responsibilities much like offensive linemen you have Responsibility so not everybody's watching the ball, you're watching sectors. So, you know, if it was the white hat making a call, if it was someone else making the call, you know, they didn't have a proper look and they err on the side of player safety, right? And it's easy for us at home to make a a decision based off of, Oh, what I see, okay, I didn't see anything, oh, but I'm gonna watch the slow motion replay and I'm gonna see something differently, and now I'm gonna see it and it's gonna be crystal in my head. I mean, you can't throw a flag at that point, right? You can't do your thing. Um, The only thing you can do is is if I was an NFL or college referee is just err on the side of not blowing whistle. Right. If You see Chris Jones come up with the ball like, hey, I'm going to let it play because guess what? We can review a turnover. We can review uh, a touchdown. And so that's something, too, where I I love the idea where targeting uh, is reviewable. and I love the idea. I think I think a quarterback, any sort of quarterback uh, personal foul should be reviewable as well.
1: Absolutely, and Chris Jones brought that up in his post game press conference about making it reviewable, roughing the passer reviewable. Um, I do agree that it's kind of gone on the side of a little kind of egregious in terms of uh, reacting for quarterbacks. Like, what is you know Grady Jarrett? I think is the guy who who flung down Tom Brady. Um, what is he supposed to do? Like, mean, what is Chris Jones <laughs> supposed to do as a he brought this up as a three hundred plus pound defensive lineman? Go into the ground with the ball, you know, in his hands. He had—he's the only player to get a roughing the passer call when he had the ball. Um, what is he supposed to do in those circumstances? They can't defy physics. They can't defy things. I understand the game moves at an unreal pace, um, especially at the NFL level to see that stuff. But um, I-, I think that's kind of kind of the big, the the big thing that was brought up after the game is like. What, what do quarterbacks or what do defensive linemen have to do now? Because the area is getting so much, so smaller on quarterbacks, right? Like you can't hit them in the head. Can't hit them below the waist. You're, you can't land on them. You can't nope. whip them to the ground. So now what are defensive linemen supposed to do? Are they just supposed to just push them? Is that like yeah. what they want? But then like, well, you can't push them. Look at Tua, right? Right. You can't, can't, can't push them. Cause Matt Milano got the personal foul on that one. Um, also these quarterbacks like to break tackles like Josh Allen. How are you supposed to bring that guy down? He is the bills rushing attack. So you have to treat him like a ball carrier sometimes um, when it comes in the, in those circumstances. So it's tough where to draw the line and where, where that, where that line does get drawn and how to call that. I mean, it's, it's too, we talk about it being a reviewable call, but it's a judgment call already. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're bringing a judgment. It's a judgment call when it's thrown, and then you're bringing someone else's judgment into it. Um, it's it's going to be very interesting to see how, kind of how the league moves forward with this rule. I absolutely agree.
2: And and I think it's something, too, where, where if you, you look at it a, as a former player, uh, I know that if, if I was running and I was near a pile and um, or I was blocking and, and I stepped back and I stepped on someone's foot. You have the presence of mind to be like, oh crap, and like, like let go, like lift up your foot, like when you sense something, like almost when you, like yep. if you're walking in the bathroom at night you step on a Lego, you put your full force down, but then you you lift up, right? It's the same concept where you can see when a, a defense lineman or linebacker is being a dick and an asshole, and you can see when they're trying to be gentle. Like it is yep. very clear cut to me because I know there are times like the was it Manny Lawson uh, when he did Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. That was dirty. That was 100,000% dirty with malicious intent. if you watch enough film, you can tell. So it's one of those things where you got to say, okay, what's the intent, right? Is he trying to shamp full Shamu uh, on the, the, the trainer at SeaWorld and just put all the weight on him, you know, to try and bury him, you know, or, or is he like delicate? Is he like flipper the dolphin? And is he just playful? Like, Hey, I'm going to tap, I'm going to sack you, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to brace myself. There's a big variation. I'll be curious to see what that next yeah.
1: shift back is. And you can see that in the Chris Jones thing. He put his arm out. Yeah. Uh, yeah but like that, the, the, but the white hat
2: couldn't see that. I don't think the person yeah, right. who threw
1: the flag couldn't see
2: that. Right. So that's why it's like you got to get both angles. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to get the guy in the wing watching that. And it's like, like I said, NFL college, air on the side of just not blowing your whistle. Yeah. That's it. I think
1: that's it's a great just let it play out let let, the, let the kids play i think juan thornholt even tweeted after the game like let us play and something like that um i quote tweeted it uh, with a tug and cheek abolish all penalties um, <laughs> so no officials needed uh, just roll the ball out there and let us let us figure it out well without officials tucker it's just recess that's very true um yeah so appreciate everyone watching listening to the podcast Uh, make sure to like and subscribe to the video uh we see your comments good morning to everybody out there we are recording this at nine in the morning a little earlier than we usually do um so if you are at work trying to think about this uh this bills game trying to get your mind off some work we're here for that we're here to uh talk about the bills game we got some blind nils um Nick, I want you to go first with your blind yes. nil no, because you came in hot. You said that you were ready. You had a good blind nil. No. I'm, I'm ready for it. Red hot, red hot. So with this being a big week with, you know,
2: I believe there's some sort of momentum, but I also believe at the same time that it, it changes, you know, week to week and game to game and even quarter to quarter. Right. So it's shifting. Um, what's the momentum? What's the uh, how are you looking at this game differently? let's say if Hunter Renfro and Devonta Adams don't run into each other mm. and let's say that the Raiders win, right? Are, are you, are you really pissed about that rough in the passer call now? Are you, are you mad about, you know, the, the going for two, the, the ones, you know, and how does your outlook change if the Raiders won Monday night?
1: Yeah, I think it's a, a little bit of a, a stop the bleeding type of uh, type of attitude And it's not an easy team to stop the bleeding against, right? It's probably these, if you consider the Chiefs number one, the Bills are number two. Or if you think that the Chiefs aren't as good as the Bills, Vegas doesn't think the Chiefs are as good as the Bills. Uh, The Chiefs are number two right now. So it's like, these are the top two teams in the AFC. This will be the AFC championship game. And when we when we talk about this game in January, this will be the AFC Championship game. I'm confident both teams will get there, uh, health willing. And I think that it, this this game has a little bit more of a panicked little air to it, right? I think that it, in Chiefs Kingdom, you start to get a little more worried if you do drop that game to the Raiders. If, you know, Devontae Adams catches another deep ball. If he gets loose again and you think, okay, They've got Devonta Adams, but, uh, now you're going up against Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs and Isaiah McKenzie and like a bunch of weapons that you really have to, to account for, it gets a little hairy there. And I'm still a little bit worried. I think about the chief secondary when it comes to defending, uh, Diggs and, and Gabe Davis, Gabe Davis, uh, I don't know if, I don't think chiefs fans forgot this, um, he had a pretty good game against the chiefs the last time they played narrowhead. Uh, so I don't think that uh, Steve Spagnuolo is going to forget about that. I don't think uh, anyone on the chiefs defense is going to forget about that. So talk about that actually on today's KCSN update coming up here later today. I, I sit down with Greg Thompson to cover one. They cover the Buffalo bills very closely, very similar to what KCSN is for the Buffalo bills cover one is so uh, very good conversation with him of, how the Chiefs will try to cover those two wide receivers, especially with LeJerry Sneed, Rashad Fenton not having his best game, um, and I think that that's kind of the the mood is definitely different um, if you go into this this Bills game uh, without without a dub. Um, so I'm glad that the Chiefs did take a dub into this. Uh, what are your thoughts on it, Nick?
2: You know, I, I think it's something where if if the Chiefs lost, then then they're they're sort of circling the wagons. Yeah. And I think what they're doing is is back to that that run game, right? I mean, I mean, you're not you're not getting that production from from the run game, so it's like if you don't if you don't have somebody, this is a great defense. This is of a, a absolutely fantastic defense. The front four is as good as any in the NFL, and and if you don't have some sort of, and I'm not talking like a rushing attack. I know the Chiefs aren't going to do that, but if you have to, at least give the impression. That you're going to run the ball every now and again, like I said, ten to twenty times, to to stop the defensive line from pinning their ears back and playing pass only, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they're going to do. And if like you don't have that to 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 mix it up to to body blows as, as a boxer, it's not going to help you out at all. And and coming off this would have been a loss, you know, your your your, your ego's hurt, your pride's hurt, right? You lost to the Raiders, a divisional game at home, and you lost it. So you know you're not playing with that much. Um, confidence yeah. at, at all so it's like it, it it changes it up radically now that being said they won so you're confident but there's still a lot of stuff to clean up if you're Kansas City and it's like you're not gonna be able to get Tra- Travis Kelsey four touchdowns because I think even after the game when he was asked how do you get open the end zone he laughed and it was like a deep that was a real laugh like I, I heard that laugh as I have no flipping idea. Like I'm still as shocked as you are that I got open and let alone that many times for a touchdowns in the red zone. It's like how they don't bracket him and say beat us with someone else. I'll do it. It's always mind boggling to me.
1: That's gotta be a Raiders issue, right? Like that's, I, I I mean, I know, I know Andy Reid is good at scheming in the red zone, but like tra- letting Travis Kelsey get open four times in the red zone. Granted. Okay. Let's say three times because the one touchdown he had where he ran uh, the like the drag route, and then he mm-hmm. ran all the way back across the field. I'll give that one to Travis Kelsey, right? Yeah. Um, that's probably that's all Travis Kelsey's doing. Uh, well, well, three times. My, my guy, my
2: guy was um, who, who's my guy? Who's my guy? Other tight end. Oh,
1: Jody Forsen
2: ran an interference. If you watch it from the angle, he was running interference on that play in the back of the end zone. Was a hundred percent running. He was right behind him. He was the guy behind the guys celebrating because he ran a little, just slowed it down. He's running, slowed it uh-huh. down, let him get it. And I like what Ryan Clark said too. There, there are chosen ones and there are lambs. You know, and it's like sometimes you got to run a decoy route.
1: That's true. Um, I think, uh, yeah, Travis Kelsey, heck of a game, like twenty six yards, four touchdowns. <laughs> that one that will literally never be replicated again. Um, man. I don't know if you saw his social media after after the game. He was tweeting uh-huh. about Al Bundy, I believe is his name. Polkai uh, from... legend. Polkai yeah. running back. Um, he, he got a message from him uh, about his four-touchdown game. <laughs> uh, so did, you watch was the, did you watch
2: the clips, the edit?
1: Yes, I did. did it was you, very good. I,
2: I imagine you have no clue what TV show that is, right? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. So the TV show was when I was a kid. It was in the like late 80s, early 90s. It was called Married with Children. And it was okay. al bundy and it's the dad for, or the grandfather from modern family yeah yeah, yeah. okay right and it was, it was mm-hmm. when he was slimmer like because he's bulked up since then and he was this he was a shoe salesman and he had like a, like a family he had two kids a, a, a teenage daughter and a teenage son and a wife and uh, it's a really good show um would probably get canceled in this day and age uh it's funny because he openly talked about going to the nudie bar um, mm-hmm. And you know he's a shoe salesman, and you know whatever. It was pretty funny. It was, but yeah, that was his claim to fame.
1: It was a good cut. I, I've never watched the show. I, did, I obviously do know Modern Family. I've watched that, so I did know obviously the actor um, who does play that. Eric Stone Street was who sent the video in to to Travis, uh, well known, well known friend of KCSN, and also friend of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I think. I, I think that that's just a great performance by by Travis. Kelsey. He's seen some comments up over here um, about, yeah, four touchdowns in one game. Uh, someone asked about Trent McDuffie. He is practicing. So that is good. It's opened the 21-day window for him to return from the injured reserve. Help is on the way. Um, as uh, was it Shannon Sharp once said, help is on the way. Um, so it's good to hear. He could suit up for the Buffalo Bills game. I don't think it's certain as of now if he will suit up for that game um but having him out there will will be big if when the chiefs have to take on these two three great buffalo bills wide receivers and try to contain Josh Allen at the same time cuz Josh Allen is the rushing attack oh, like that that's, oh. that's how they run the ball it's unreal it's absolutely unreal and and if if you're
2: a fan right now this is this reminds me of my childhood when when the two greatest teams in in the one conference the Cowboys and the 49ers. So Troy Aikman and then Joe Montana, Steve young for 49ers, whoever won that playoff game, that was going to be who you're going to crown the super bowl too. So it's one of those things where this is what we're watching right now. So this will be epic. Do we get Tony Romo and Nance? Yep. Romo Nance. Yes. Is that your, who, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite combo?
1: I really liked Michaels and Collinsworth. Obviously it's okay. not, that's not a thing anymore. Right. But Um, I think probably now it is Romo Nance just because I mean, Trico's fine. I like Chris Collinsworth. I think he's funny. Like I Mm -hmm. don't take him as seriously as everyone else does. I think I like to think that he's more funnier than uh, people think. Um, As you guys know, I don't like to take myself very seriously. So um, I, I think I think it probably is Romo Nance. Yeah, I did. And and I think the reason why I love them, too, is because I think it's the atmosphere
2: he brings to the games when yeah. you're not a fan. Like if I'm watching like Chicago Green Bay or something like that, he brings a good atmosphere where he's got some seriousness blended in with some some comedy. Um, and he knows when the, the it's a it's a real situation or live situation. So I, it's what he brings. And I love the atmosphere that he brings. And shout out to Jared Souders too, challenge uh, soccer team back in the day. I see. uh <laughs> I'm trying
1: to look up who has the Super Bowl this year. What uh who will broadcast it, has the rights to it? Be, is it in it, LA again? It is in Arizona this year. Oh, um, I always love that.
2: <clears throat> It'll be the Super Bowl and the um that golf tournament that's out there, the, the the open or something or the waste
1: management open.
2: It's always the same weekend, and it's such mm-hmm. a such a poop show. Cause I used to live in Arizona for about eight years. And the times yeah. when we had the super bowl and it was always the waste management open. And it was like, just was was nonstop. Like once Thursday hit, it's like, if you're not ready to party, don't go to Scottsdale from Wednesday on. Like, it's just a, a just absolute mess.
1: So Fox has the broadcast rights for this year's super bowl. Interesting to see who they're going to put on the call. Cause they lost their, a uh, couple of golden boys there to ESPN. They'll probably Burkhart and Greg Olson. I assume. Okay. Um,
2: I like but Olsen
1: a lot. I, I think, I, I think a tight end, I think a tight end is
2: probably much better than a quarterback for broadcasting because as a tight end, right, you have, you have blocking responsibilities. So you're involved in a protection scheme, like actual blocking responsibilities. And then you also have to know routes. You have to know uh, uh, defensive coverages because you're running routes. So they have the best viewpoint uh, on everything. So they could, they know, you know, the the front seven intimately, and they know the, uh, the, the, the back four intimately so i I really like olsen like he's grown on me a lot where i'm like the analysis that he gives out it's wonderful like i was watching him last week i'm like he's really good like really good
1: this brings up the point this isn't my blind note but i'm curious when it comes to themes now i know you didn't really hear them right when you're playing but like Mm -hmm. when you're watching a game and you hear like the fox nfl theme the cbs the nbc the espn which one is your favorite the uh dun 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 dun. What's that one? That's one enough, I believe. Oh, yeah,
2: that one. But I don't. But but that the theme. That's my favorite theme.
3: Mm-hmm. My
2: favorite. My favorite um slot as a fan is Sunday night. I think mm. Sunday night is pure. It's the end of the football workday. It's the one thing, and it's just it kind of completes the day. Whereas I like Monday night, but it's on a Monday, so it's like it's just yeah. it's weird to me.
1: I'll tell you the Monday night game threw my whole week off. <laughs> uh, I woke up, I woke up the next day thinking it was Monday because I'm so used to like doing, ch- doing chief stuff on Sundays and then waking up and it being Monday. But I woke up and it was Tuesday and I just like, felt so behind. Um, I was just like, wait, I've got to do this, this, and this now that now that it's Tuesday. Um, Yeah. It felt very weird. Um, But I, my favorite is the Sunday night football uh, theme. Is that Carrie Underwood? Uh. She does that, but it's the um, um. I was about to. I almost did the uh, Sunday that, Night Football or the the, but is I that the old Hank.
2: Is that the old Hank?
1: Oh, <laughs> well, it used to be Hank. Yeah, it did. It used to be Hank before. Uh, before he, he was – He
2: went full four loco. Yeah, yeah exactly. he
1: was canceled. Yeah. Um. No, I do like the Sunday Night Football, not what the, the not the night? music version. It's um. Wow, I can't even. I can't even recall it right now because you all you've got the Monday Night Football one stuck in my head. I, I
2: well that's why that I said I, I don't think is what I prefer, but what's the one that's the one I, when I think of one I think of that one.
1: It's that's fair. Such
2: a dramatic like it it gets you primed. Right. It's like it's like when you prime the little pump on your weed eater right mm-hmm. that's what it gets it going. It gets it go,
1: it going. it's it's the bump bum that's a good one too. That's a good one
2: too. That's super strong. That's like NFL film strong right there.
1: It it reminds me it like when I hear that it takes me to like cold weather, being in school. I got I got homework due the next morning, (laughs) like that's where that's where it takes me back of like just watching football, almost Sunday scaries type vibe of like, man I got a lot of stuff to do tomorrow, but like this is the last bit of of fun i can have before the before the week starts oh i
2: like that see i didn't grow up watching football like i would it would be on but i'd watch it casually i watch the cowboys when they're playoffs and stuff like that but it was sunday it was not like football day watch football and do do that mm.
1: it's a chores day not even a chore
2: it was play it was play i'm gonna go outside ride my
1: bike hang out That's kind of cool yeah um All right, Nick, before we get into My Blind Nail, I have to tell you, obviously, you already know about Liquid Death. Um, Don't have a can with me. I can't show you what these cans look like because I've drank all of them. That's how good Liquid Death is. I've drank every single one of them. I went and recycled every single one of the cans. And, you know, when I go and look for these, you can find them, you know, in like the 12 packs. You can find them in the bottled water section, but they look like tall boys of beer. And you might be thinking like, why is this like Miller light tall boy? Uh, Why is this Coors silver bullet? Why is this bud light tall boy in this bottled water section? Well, it's not actually beer. It's bottled water from the spring or from spring water from the Alps, not even bottled either. And it's called liquid death. Listen, if you, if you know this podcast, if you know the KCSN, you know why it's called liquid death but I'll tell you why it's called liquid death because it brutally murders your thirst. That's right. Brutally murders your first and they're helping bring death to uh, to plastic bottles. And I hate plastic pollution. Nick, I know you hate plastic pollution as well. Um, so they're bringing death to plastic bottles by donating 10% of their profits to every of every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Let me tell you about some of the flavors they've got. They've got the still water. They've got the regular sparkling water, which is unflavored. Uh, they have three flavors of their seltzer water: mango, berry, lime. All three very good flavors. I've told the story before, but this is one of my favorite stories about Liquid Death. Is you know, I had I had a little bit longer hair. I've cut my hair since then, but I went and I and I, people say I look like Creed Humphrey, which I do. <laughs> Um and Creed Humphrey has the billboards all over High V right so you see his little like cardboard cutouts and someone's like hey are you that guy on the cardboard cutout and i was like no um i he is actually way taller than me but this cardboard cutout looks like he's my size um and the, and then i went and reached for the liquid death at the High V and i was putting some liquid death in my arm they're like oh no you're the guy from the podcast yes um who has who, who drinks liquid death and i said you're right that is me um, so Liquid Death will get you recognized in public. And here's what you got to do to find a Liquid Death. You got to go to your local Target, Walmart, 7-Eleven. All three things that are in Kansas City. and you, Or you can find a locator uh, Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. That's liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. Give us that corporate click there at the uh, the link, liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. All right, Nick. Yeah, I I really do enjoy that that their sparkling water that they have. It's 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 better than Lacroix. I'll say it. Oh, is it better than Topo? Is it better than Topo Chico? I do like Topo Chico. Um, I haven't had a. I don't think I've ever had like a flavored Topo Chico. Hmm. Interesting. I think I've only had like their just like regular straight up sparkling. Um, I like the I like the cans. I like the Liquid Death better in the can. Mm. The can. I mean, I'll tell you what. The can is makes you feel like you're drinking something. Okay. Um and then even though you might just be drinking water, it makes you feel like you you got some got some something on your hands.
2: Um, <laughs> I trick I my kids to drink it. <laughs> they think they're drinking. Yeah.
1: So anyway, you can get the kids to stay hydrated, murder their thirst as well. That's <clears throat> true. It's a great great strategy on their part just to make water look cool. Make water cool.
2: Encourage uh, you something- to drink.
1: Yeah. And it's good for the environment.
2: It's like perfect. Like it's a no-brainer.
1: Absolute no-brainer. Um Nick, I've got my blind nail here for you. Let's talk about it. What's one thing, and I think I know your answer. I was starting to write up this blind nail, and I was like, I think I know what Nick's going to answer. Oh. What's one thing the Chiefs have to do in this game if they're going to beat the Buffalo Bills?
2: You know, um, I've – offensively, uh, you know me, I'm going to say, it, like, is is Pacheco hurt? What's the deal?
1: I don't th- I don't think so. He didn't. The usage that he got last last week was shocking. I'll say yes. um, it was very I think he had two snaps. I want to say I'll have to look that up while you're talking, but I don't think he's hurt. So so
2: get him going. I, I think you got you, you got it like same thing. And this would be my 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 concept uh, anytime um, will be that that you got to You got to feed Clyde. Right, you gotta you gotta let him get in there. You gotta you gotta give him some more reps. Um, you gotta squeeze in. I know McKinnon's the, the the blocker. I know he can block really well and pass mm-hmm. pro. I know Clyde can do his thing too. Um, some say you gotta run the ball, and what that does is you know that that blunts the the rushing attack from Buffalo. You know, and it, it keeps them honest, so they're not just just pinning their ears back and getting ten yards up the field because they're gonna watch that film, and they're gonna say, hey, these two tackles are susceptible. Yeah. You know, they're susceptible. Like, this interior is solid. Allegretti played solid. He played really mm-hmm. well at, at right guard, you know, filling in. Um, so, but they're going to go after them tackles. 100%. If I was Buffalo, I'm going after I'm going after Wiley, and I'm going after Brown. Like, that's 100%. You've shown a weakness. Uh, you know, Mahomes is back to his drifting days where he's getting 10 yards deep, which puts tremendous pressure on a tackle. Um, so that's what they're going to do. And if you can scheme it where – you run some draws get back to your downhill runs you know I think that Chiefs will have a chance to win and then secondly will be I love it Bolton on a spy for Josh Allen yeah I love it man's got an arm but you got to respect his rushing attack too he's a strong runner he's a hard runner uh and he you got it you got to spy him I I think it's worth the spy you know I hope Colin Saunders is, is all right Um and he he's gonna he could be a spy too rush three and he could sit back and kind of you know fill in gaps kind of spy him as well too I think that'd be a good concept I really do
1: I think that I think so too uh, Asad Mo threw this comment in there contain Josh Allen within the pocket mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah you have to um, he's there he uh, like I said this earlier he is their rushing attack they the Bills really can't run the ball outside of Josh Allen running it or design Josh Allen runs or just Scrambles like that is that is how they run the ball. Um, is that I'm pulling up the injury report right now because uh Trey Smith was back at practice, I believe. Uh Jordan, our producer I- in the comments section said that uh two snaps for Isaiah Pacheco, 38 Yikes. for Jarek McKinnon, 31 for Clyde Edwards So uh Jerick McKinnon leading all leading all backs there. I really like Jerick McKinnon, honestly. I think he's a good running back. I like the, the way he adds in the run game, I like the way he runs. I like how he pass protects. I don't know if you saw the video the Chiefs tweeted out of him flipping uh, Divine Diablo. Yeah. Um, it was the gre- guy.
2: yeah, it was the greatest to me. is one of the greatest clips of a running back in pass pro because you can you yeah. can cut you can cut a, a blitzing safety or a blitzing linebacker, but when you do that, like they're gonna land at the quarterback's feet. So mm-hmm. not only did, did he cut that blitzer, but then he also stopped him in his tracks where he kind of like – it's like it's called like – I don't use the proper term, but it's a phone booth cut where yeah. he cut him and then stopped him at the same time and then contained him. So that way it keeps right. the pocket – it keeps the, the air in that pocket and it gives you that time to sort of breathe, you know, Mahomes to breathe. And so it was, it was brilliant. I tweeted out something before a couple weeks ago about him. Uh, I've seen like uh, Jeff Schwartz tweet out about him. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's going to get any award. McKinnon will get any award for like six man of the year award in pass pro honorary O lineman because it's not every running back can do it. Pacheco can't do it that well. Clyde can't do it that well. And you got to have the skill. You got to have the mentality. You got to have the aggression to do that. You know, because it takes some, some some nerve to be at a standstill and a guy's coming full speed at you and not and trying to get by you. To pass, and he's done it to right. linebackers, and he's done it to safeties.
1: Isaiah is a better run blocker uh than, than Clyde. He's not as good as Jerk McKinnon. Uh, mm-hmm. Like if it's if it's a third down, and it's a passing situation. You want Jerk McKinnon in there? Uh The protections he can give. They were putting Matt, he was they're putting him against Max Crosby too. Like uh, they're <laughs> putting awful. him on the same <laughs> side. Yeah. yeah. Um One of the things that I think that the Chiefs will probably do this a lot too against you know Von Miller is they started putting. Um, you know, whatever wide receiver would be, it'd be Juju, or if it's Justin Watson, putting him closer in on the slot on the line of scrimmage. So, you know, the defensive end, the Von Miller's got to widen out a little bit more. You inside release inside Von Miller that gives Andrew Wiley a little bit more time. It will give Orlando Red a little bit more time. Then you also put a a running back on that side to help as well. Um, you're gonna have, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see how they will go about that um and trying to negate von miller and trying to negate you know gregory rousseau they've got some dudes and not yeah. only do they've got dudes but they've got guys that they platoon swap they're like hockey line swap mm-hmm. um and like that's what they do is they'll just bring on a whole new offensive line so it's like our defensive line so in the fourth quarter when the offensive line's been going all these snaps you've got von miller who's only played about 50% of them basically on, on fresh legs almost against a lineman that's been playing half the snaps and it's it's gonna it's gonna be tough it's Gonna be tough for sure Von
2: Miller's back to his um his Super Bowl way when he single-handedly won it for the Broncos in that Super Bowl versus Carolina I mean he destroyed that whole Carolina offense line and that's what he's doing right now he's feeling it and I think it's what they're doing it's because of what you just talked about you know how they do the hockey shift right I mean Buffaloes, you know that's hockey country you know the the young the the young people there grew up playing hockey uh not like here and so they they do that so they shift them they bring them and it's pretty like the first time I saw it I was like oh that's scary yeah <laughs> you know like you get a D lineman who's in for sacks and and has been been just just been resting on the bench and it's almost like playing a D lineman in a contract here like you know you're mm. gonna get that that work right you know you're about to get that work and it's like hey man this is what third medium third and long you're gonna get man that's whew. you don't want to see that and it's like you don't want to see that versus them because it's like they're they're, they're going to come after you, and they're not playing anything but let's let's murder the passer right. in a delicate way so you only get flagged.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right, you have to be gentle. You going to murder them gently. You get um, yeah, we appreciate everybody watching, uh, listening to the podcast after the fact. If you're watching on YouTube right now, drop a like, give us a subscribe. Uh, we appreciate you guys sticking with us this early on the day. It's yeah, at the time of recording. Almost 10 a.m. You guys are probably on your workday. We're just trying to trying to occupy you, keep your mind off it. Hit that like, hit that subscribe. Thank you guys so much uh, for tuning in. But I wanted to bring this up too, uh, Nick. Josh Allen has 225 rushing yards on the year, which leads the Bill- <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Um, kind of crazy to think about that when you're 225 yards leads your team in rushing yards. Um, to me, I think it's I think it's simple. I think I think the Chiefs have to run the ball. I think you just have to run the football, and I think a lot of the narrative has been uh, around Patrick Mahomes is you got to keep him off the field, right? You got to keep him off the field, so you need to run the ball, you need to eat up the time of possession. Uh, we could talk about that all, all we want, but I think that uh, you can almost flip that narrative here with Josh Allen. If you if Josh Allen's not on the field, you're probably in a good spot. This defense is good, but I think that you're probably in a good spot. The less time. Josh Allen is on the field in the last time that Josh Allen uh, can hurt you. And, and the Chiefs don't have that big playability like they had in the past. The Bills have that big playability that they have. We obviously saw, I think Gabe Davis caught like a 98 yard touchdown, and then he did have a 60 yard touchdown also later in that game. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see a, uh, what defense the Chiefs come out in. We talked about that a little bit uh, with, with the covering. But I think on offense, they got to run the ball, they have to be very. Um, I don't necessarily think that they have to take up these big, huge, long drives, but they have to be efficient with their drives. I don't think that they can have any any wasted plays, any wasted motion, right? When you talk about running 40s, it's a, that's a big one. It's like you have to be very efficient with your movement to get to point A to point B as quick as you can. I think that that has to be the Chiefs, but I don't think that they're not going to have the big plays, right? They, we've seen the Chiefs. They've had some big plays. Justin Watson over the middle. You've hit MVS on a deep ball every now and again. But it's not consistent like it was with Tyreek Hill. Um, so you have to—you have—it's just not fair to compare, obviously. Yeah. But then um, you see Tyreek Hill doing those big plays in Miami. So yeah, Tyreek kills a big play guy, and that's—I'm not embarrassed to say that, and I think Chiefs should admit that. Um, but that doesn't mean Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are worse to to compliment Tyreek Hill. Those two things can still be true; they're not mutually exclusive. Um, but I think the Chiefs needing to run the ball, control the game. The more that Patrick Mahomes is on the field, obviously, the better it is for the Chiefs. Um, I know that seems maybe a little bit of an elementary school of thought, but I think that that's kind of where I'm at with this game is I, I, the Chiefs really need to be in control of the game, and I think to do that, they've really got to get the run game going.
2: Yeah, I, I would absolutely agree. I mean, I think also, too, when you talk about having, having eight linemen that are top-top, that if if you don't get that run game, if you don't wear out both those lines, then you're going to have hell to pay in the fourth quarter when they're yeah. fresh leg and, and they've been working you and they have the, all the juice, all the confidence and they call a pass play and it's third and eight. And, and you're sitting there like, golly man, this has been working me all day. This is going to be a nightmare. And the other guy that the D lineman's thinking, man, I've been working this guy all day I'm going to get him right here in this one too. So you want to avoid those situations. Mm-hmm. Right? So you want to make this, this will be a 12 round boxing match and what running the ball does. It's body blows all day. So that way you come to the fourth quarter and they're like, okay, well, now, if you're D-line, you're like, okay, well, I gotta kind of play this run too because they've been showing run a lot too. So I gotta, I gotta have that responsibility, and that lessens the 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 knife's edge from those guys. So yeah, that's that's exactly Absolutely. the name of the game.
1: Yep. Well, Nick, uh, appreciate you hopping on, uh, doing another podcast, another one in the books. Appreciate everyone watching with us. You got any final thoughts before we before we let the people go back to what they were doing?
2: No, man, just just like and subscribe. Uh, let us know if you want to hear something different. Uh, you know, we're always down for the wacky. This is your, your B-sides here. This is partial an- uh, analysis, uh, but mostly like, let's see what we can have fun about the game. Uh, there's many facets to this wonderful game. There's many different angles. There's many different things to talk about. So if you feel there's something you want us to hit up more, let us know. Let us know in the comments. Let us know on Twitter. Uh, we're always open to suggestion.
1: Before we get out of here, I'm going to do a quick update check of the lines. I believe it is still two and a half. I'm going to hit refresh on my DraftKings page here real quick. Yep. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook still has the Chiefs dogs at two and a half. Bill's favored by two and a half points at home at Arrowhead. I've tweeted out a couple stats from this uh, when it comes to the line. Uh, The Chiefs, two and a half point dogs, obviously. Since 2018, Kansas City has only been underdogs at home three times with a win-loss record and against a spread record of one and two. When you go back to those three games, um, Patrick Mahomes wasn't the quarterback in those three games. Uh, It was October 27th against Green Bay. That was after his uh, kneecap, I believe, uh, November the 3rd in 2019 against Minnesota. That was uh, Matt Moore as your quarterback. And then it was January 3rd of 2021, against uh, the LA chargers where that was a game. The chiefs already had the division wrapped up. They played Chad Henney. Um, Interesting that they were not favored. So that means if this line holds, it'll be the first time in Patrick Mahomes career that he enters a game, a home game as a home underdog. Um, So, which is quite incredible to think about when Patrick Mahomes is what, this is year five for Patrick Mahomes as a starter. um, And this is the first time he'll ever be an underdog at home. Um, So, it says Pretty a lot. crazy it says it says, it says a lot. lot about the Chiefs. It says a lot about Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, another fun one that I found here. This was from our friends at DraftKings is the Chiefs have covered the spread in six of their last seven games following a divisional game, um, which shout out to DraftKings for digging that one up. I can't imagine that one was easy to find, but covering six of your last seven after a divisional game. Chiefs home dogs, uh, plus 115 on the money line right now. If you feel confident in the Chiefs, go ahead and hammer that one, sprinkle it in um, with the plus two and a half spread. Uh, just a little sprinkle, a little sprinkle. I wasn't confident enough to put the a Chiefs little. money line on my uh, on my locks this week. Yeah, well,
2: you know what? Uh, I think motivation, you know, it, word gets around in the locker room that it's like, hey, we're, we're dogs week. And and like Michael Jordan in his documentary, right? And I took that personally. <laughs>
1: The Chiefs, I'm sure, are taking everything personally. They're gathering receipts, is what they're doing this week, leading up into this game. It's gonna be an amazing, an amazing game. I'm so excited just to watch this, um, to watch this football game as a casu- as just like a, a neutral fan. A neutral fan should be yeah, excited to uh watch this game as well. Um, so Nick, once again, thank you for hopping on, joining this episode of Outside the Trenches. We'll be back next week to give you more blind nails. Uh, BJ Kiss, will be back next week. Uh, got a lot of stuff going on here. At KC Sports Network, a lot of moving parts, a lot of shaking and, and grooving going on. So that's why it was just uh, me and Nick here. So uh, as for myself, Tucker Franklin, Nick Lecky, we'll be back next week. Make sure to enjoy this Chiefs and Bills game. Everybody, we will talk to you later.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.